You're listening to the Melbourne Lights Church Midweek Extra. Hello friends, welcome back to our Midweek Extra podcast. Thanks for um, tuning in again. Um, Yeah, just uh, let let me start by saying, uh, you probably already are, but if you haven't um, subscribed to whatever channel you're on, make sure you subscribe so that you know when we've got uh, fresh stuff coming up. Um, I have the privilege today of having my very own father, Russ Doty, on with me. Why don't you say hi, Dad? Hi, good to be with you. <laughs> it's good to have you on. Um, in, this, uh, in the midweek extras, we love to delve deeper into different topics, whether it's unpacking the preach on a Sunday or um, getting feedback from other churches or what God's doing around the globe, um, and just you know, digging a bit deeper into different topics. Um, and so we've got my parents here uh, for the week, um, ministering at Melbourne Lights Church, and we thought it'd be cool to, um, to do a podcast with them and just pick your brain a little bit. Um, Good. So. Let, let me just say this. This was Matt's idea, so I'm not <laughs> responsible for anything I say. There's absolutely no preparation. So. Well, that's good. We like to put people <laughs> on the spot, and we get the, the true you. Um, but no, it's, yeah, um, it's fun. Uh, Mom and Dad um, planted Melbourne Lights Church 25 years ago. Um, after that, they were involved in planting a church in Denver, Colorado, Redemption City Church, and then four years ago, planted a church in Launceston, Tasmania, uh, Redemption Hills Church. Um, tell us a little bit, uh, just as we get started, tell us about Redemption Hills. How's it going? Uh, it's a wonderful church, wonderful group of people. It's amazing what God has done and the, the people he's brought together. Uh, a lot of uh, very mature people. Uh, we were surprised when we started it, God had spoken to us about, uh, repeatedly about uh, breathing life into dry bones. Cool. And so there were a number of people who uh, hadn't been in church for for a number of years, six, wow. eight, 10, 12 years. Uh, and there was just something of the move of the Spirit. So it wasn't because of us, mm-hmm. it was just something of the Spirit moving. And we really saw that as preparation for what God's doing in the season that we're in and, and entering now. So, yeah, it's been, been a delight to be a part of. That's awesome. We've been able to take teams down at different times in pre-COVID and in the COVID gaps. Have you guys up, you know, obviously as often as we can to minister. And so it's good to have you and to pick your brain, your wealth, wealth yeah. of knowledge. And so uh, It's been <laughs> fantastic to have teams from Melbourne Lights. Uh, it's always been great fun. Uh, Matt and Elliot have been a number of times. We've had a few uh, of the NCMI team guys who've come in and ministered. So it was great relating with a, a translocal team. Uh, so not only is Matt my son, he's also part of that team, which is fantastic. 100%. And I mean, yeah, you know, we, we love that we get to partner with, um, you know, similar hearted, like-minded churches, um, you know, kingdom-minded churches um, all around the world and, you know, around, around Australia. Um, and have those connections that we can really see the, the kingdom advanced. And your church is one of them, um, and we love it. So, you know, we're, ex- we're excited that God's moving and you guys are seeing growth and the, and the kingdom extended there. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, we're in, uh, in a series at Melbourne Lights um, that we've called The Church That Jesus Is Building. But really, sort of, um, we, started, we started by talking about discipleship. And then, you know, if, if we're going to make disciples, well, who are we making disciples of? We're making disciples of Jesus. We started looking at radical Jesus and what does he look like? And then sort of the next step from that is, all right, if God's adding us together as disciples to be his church, then what does that church look like um, as we pursue Jesus, as we stay kingdom focused and um, being someone who has, 
has not only planted three churches, but been involved in the leadership of many churches and uh, you know, moved internationally and all over the world in different contexts. Um, I think you have some, some unique insight. I mean, we won't have time to get into everything that the Church of Jesus is building looks like. It's a lifetime. We could talk about it forever. Um, but maybe, maybe as we, we kick off, I'll just ask you, ask you a question. What do you think the Church that Jesus is building looks like? Uh, yeah, I think that, that with any church, there's a number of facets uh, like a diamond, depending on you know what how you look at it. I think that there are some main things that every church in every culture in every city would have in common if it's the Church of Jesus building. That's and what, the that's first, what we want to know. <laughs> the first and foremost is that it's Jesus focused. He's the head of the church. That's the the number one thing. Uh, uh, I'm going to share on Sunday, but I think the devil tries to get us off of a focus on Jesus. Yeah. Onto other good things. Everything else we get focused on is good. Social justice is good. Yeah. But it's not Jesus. Wow. And it's not going to change the world. And so keeping our focus on Jesus, keeping our focus on, uh, on, that the fact that he's the king, that he's the focus of our worship, that we're about honoring him, we're doing what, what he would prefer. You know, if the the very term church means a gathering of people, but the gathering of the church, as different from other gatherings of people, is that it's focused on Jesus. Wow, it's his church. It's never our church. It's not our name. It's not our brand. It's not our denomination. It's him. And so when we get more focused on our name or our mm. brand, we've just kind of gotten off course a little bit. Very true. Very true. So, so to, to me, I think yeah. that's the first one. I think that the next two under that, I would hold in equal sway, and that's being fully spirit. Very good. And fully word. Yep. Uh, it's easy for us to to take one of those and like the pans of a scale get unbalanced. Wow. And we tend to, those who tend to be fully on the spirit side tend to take that to the detriment of the, the authority of the word. Yeah. And those who are full on the word side tend to take that to the detriment of the fullness of the spirit. And so we need to be fully spirit. We need that, the intimacy with God. We need the relationship with God. We need to be led by the spirit. We need to be full of the Spirit. We need to be hearing what God's saying. Yeah. But at the same time, we need the fullness of the Word. We need to hear what God has said. Yeah, that you, gives yeah. us the safety mm-hmm. so that what we're hearing God say today doesn't get weird. Yeah. And so that the fullness of the Word as well, that, that we, what does the Bible actually say? Uh, what did God say? Because it's, it's God-breathed. Yeah. So what did God say? Not what did man say? Not what does philosophy say, mm. but what did God say? That's the word. Or, or not, what, what do we want God to say? Exactly. Yeah, we pick and choose. Yeah. So many churches today pick and choose. I like this scripture, but I throw this part out. You know, and, and that's wow. just... Uh, yeah. What happens then is that we lose the very foundation because the Bible is what God has said. The Spirit is what God is saying. God's consistent. So yeah. how do we know that what we're hearing of the Spirit is really God and not us. A lot of people think that the, the spectrum, if you look at the, 
the hearing of God, it's fully spirit on one side or it's the devil on the other side. <laughs> and there's a spectrum in there. But I think it's, it's not the devil at all. That's a whole different spirit. It's fully spirit or the flesh. Wow. And so there's some more on that spectrum. And the more we're on the spirit side of that spectrum, the more anointed we would call it. Yeah. But all of it while we're in the flesh, it still has some, some of us. And yeah. So how do we know how much of it is really the spirit and how much is just our flesh beating? Well, I don't mean sinful. I mean, our yeah. history, our background, our, understanding of theology as far as it is yeah yeah so it's the the word that gives us the the filter very good so yeah so those to me are the three major things that that will have the foundation for every church that's amazing we we were looking at last year the the picture of an airplane um and yeah the plane needs two wings to fly unless you're a stealth bomber but you know most planes that we would get on Passenger planes have two wings, and the wings are the spirit and the word. And uh, you, w- you wouldn't get on a flight you know, from Melbourne to Tassie, and the pilot says, hey, t- you know, today we're going to fly with one wing. You know, buckle up, good luck. <laughs> but so often we're, you know, we're happy to be in a church where that's really, in, in a sense, we're going to try and fly with one wing yeah. um, and not have both. And then we wonder why it crashes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it always will. Yeah. So, so um, Jesus focused, he's the head, it's all about him. I mean, in that, you know, obviously those other things find their, their rightful place. You know, like uh, you mentioned, say, so- social justice. You know, when Jesus is the head, social justice finds its, its rightful place. You know, it, 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 has a, it has a place if it's focused on Jesus. Yeah. You know, and all the other things have their, have their place. They find their rightful place in him. We make them the head. Um, you know, them the the focus, yeah. then we get out of focus. Uh, it, it, that's what you were saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and, and the, something when we understand the truth of the gospel is that we have to submit to the rulership of Jesus. Oof, very good. That changes hearts. Mm. Everything else, it, I used an illustration with our church the other day about a, a tree. Uh, we're talking about sin. Sin separates us from God. The root of the tree is rebellion. The trunk of the tree is selfishness. Rebellion leads to selfishness. Mm-hmm. Rebellion says, I don't recognize that God's God. So what are we left with? If he's not God, I'm not going to submit to him. I'm not going to submit to anyone else. I'm God. Yeah, wow. So the, the trunk of the tree is selfishness. Well, then the fruit of that is all the things we see of selfishness. It's it's greed and it's lying and it's stealing and it's abuse and it's yeah. it's all the injustices that we see. Mm. The problem is if we just try and pick the fruit off the tree, it's just going to grow more fruit. Yeah. Unless we deal with the root of rebellion. And that's where coming to Jesus, we surrender to his lordship. And then all that changes. Well, social justice without Jesus is just good. simply trying to remove some of the fruit, fruit. from the tree. Yeah, very good. And it, and it accomplishes nothing. Yeah. In the long run, there's been people doing it for thousands of years. It's yeah. Jesus that changes the heart. Yeah. And so that's the basic premise. You know, the concept of the world believes that people are basically good. And we believe that God made people good, but that we've sinned and been separated from yeah. God. And the result is people selfishness. Are basically sinful basically and bad. selfish. Yeah, yeah we're all going to choose our selfishness rather than him until we submit to him and make him Lord of our lives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Born, there is some again. good in people, 
But selfishness always wins out. Wow. That's very good. So is there anything else that you would add to, yeah, that what does the church that Jesus is building look like? Yeah, Jesus is, is the, the focus. It's all about him, you know, fully spirit, fully word. I, I think add to that what I think is the most current emphasis of the spirit right now, and that is the kingdom of priests. Yeah. But, I, my next question was going to be, what's God emphasizing right now? So, yeah. so. But, but, but that has to be yeah, built on good. the other, other three. Yeah. If we get focused on kingdom of priests, it becomes about us, our, our ministry, our destiny, what fulfills us. Mm. No, we exist for him. If, Very good. If once that's established and we're full of the spirit because we can't do it on our own with the safety of the word, yeah. then we can become a kingdom of priests. And I think that's the, the real emphasis of the spirit yeah. in the church today is that Very good. an army... If you look at Ezekiel 47, God breathes life of the dry bones. It's, a, it's the, the picture of the valley of dry bones. Yeah. And they come back together and breathe life. And it breathes life. And it says, and they stood up a mighty army, a great army. Wow. So the goal is a great army. The goal yeah. isn't just life. It's a great army. Because that then multiplies. Everyone is a minister. Yeah. And so then obviously the next big question is, what are we ministering? Yeah. What what is a minister? But the Bible is very clear that every single one of us is a minister. Yeah, and so uh, he gave gifts for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah, and so it's not the professionals that do the ministry; it's everyone does it. So that, I think that's the the real focus of the spirit. Yeah, and so that army raised up. Very good, very good. So uh, let's let's bounce from that. Um, wh- what do you see as the the work of the ministry? I mean, we started this series a little while back, but the first preach was that, that I preached was that we exist um, for the glory of God. Um, I, you know, I, I would suggest, but I'd like to hear what you say, that our, our first ministry is to Jesus, yeah. but there's more than just ministering to Jesus. But, you know, yeah. what, what is that ministry? You know, because I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think um, if anything through the last two years of, of COVID especially, it's forced the church back to this this thing of the kingdom of priests. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think God God uh, created COVID, but I think God has allowed it. And he's allowed it to refocus yeah. us and bring us back to some of these things that we are where maybe as a church we've moved away from from who he actually intended us to be. You know, maybe we've become a bit self, too much self-focused or size-focused or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. pr- professionals doing the stuff um, or putting on a show we've come back to the reality of, you know, it's about Jesus and we're going to be fully word, full of, full of the spirit. Um, and that we're a kingdom of priests that everyone has a part to play. I mean, we literally just the last week talking about multiple generations, um, and that every generation has a part to play and every generation's part is needed Mm. if we're going to do what God's called us to. But you know, what do you think that ministry is? I mean, what do you see in, from, from the word? I think, uh, before I answer that, I think just a little bit of a, a background in my belief and that is we live in a culture that because we're selfish is very us oriented Mm. so if we're not careful what happens then is it becomes about us finding our ministry us finding our place finding my ministry yeah Yeah. and it's it's more about my reputation it's more about my gifting than about the uh, the kingdom and so when we have a commitment to the kingdom the work of the ministry is, I believe, as you do, it, it, it is to Jesus. It's, it's worship. 
it's relating with him. Relationship it is the uh, the key part. But to me, that's just a result of relationship. I think yeah. ministry is is more of what we do as a result of that. And yeah. so I I would say the very first thing after our relationship with God is the gospel. Right. Yeah. It's it's preaching the gospel. The devil hates it. Romans one sixteen says, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation." The mm-hmm. devil doesn't mm-hmm. want people get saved. Yeah. So he's constantly trying to distort. Or distract us from the gospel. Let's get on to something. something. Again, back to social justice. Social justice without the gospel is just making people's road to hell more comfortable. Wow. Yeah, it's true. You know, the gospel's eternal. Yeah. It changes people's destiny. It changes the uh, the legacy of, in their family. It changes everything with when people come to know Jesus. And so being good to people, being kind to people can open up the door. Yeah. But if all we're doing is helping the hurting and the poor with, without <coughs> ever bringing me. the gospel in, yeah. then we're missing the point. So, yeah. But we've got to get, I think, part of the kingdom of priests, we've got to get a conviction once again of the importance of the gospel. Wow, very It's good. only what, what saves people eternally. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, then understanding what is the gospel. But yeah. we, every one of us is a kingdom of priests. You can't say, oh, well, that's not my gifting. Yeah, wow. Paul Paul writes to Timothy, and if you read First and Second Timothy, very clear from from the whole thing that uh, and history, he was leading the church, but his gifting is teaching. Mm. But he writes to him in Second uh, Timothy four, he says, "Do the work of an evangelist." Yeah. Well, his gifting is teaching, but yeah, he says, "Don't get so focused on that that you forget the gospel." Yeah. Wow. So yeah, so we can say, hey. My gifting is prophecy. You need to, to grow in that gifting. That's wonderful. That's how God made you. Yeah. But you can never get so focused on that that you forget the gospel. And, if, and I would go, go as far as to say, if you're not using whatever gifting God's giving you for the sake of the gospel, that, you know, to see people come to Jesus, then we're probably missing the point. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's prophecy or teaching or or helps, or social justice, or care, or administration, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whatever, however God's gifted you, if, if, the, if, if our chief aim isn't to see the kingdom extended, then we're probably misusing our gifting. Except why, and why are we even alive? Wow, very good. You know, if, if God made us, if, again, according to Genesis, made us for relationship with Him, which is salvation, yeah. and rulership, which is ministry, if it's only about relationship, then as soon as we get saved, he should take us to heaven. Yeah, yeah. It's off, but it's also about partnering with him to see the kingdom extended. But if we're not doing that, yeah, why are we still here? Yeah, it's a good challenge. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah, it's very good. It's I, very I, good. I, I'm not praying that God takes people to heaven. No, no, no. <laughs> but that people. I mean, the 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 point of of even these podcasts is that you know, we hope that as you're listening, um, that God's speaking to you and that. You know, if there's conviction that we change, you know, that if there's something we don't know that we, we go, wow, I need to adjust that and that our hearts are open to respond to what God's saying. You know, it's not just more information. You know, we don't need more information. There's plenty of information out there. That's, you know, what's God saying to us, you know, to Melbourne Lights, to others that are listening. I know there's others from other places that tune in to these podcasts regularly and, and we appreciate you guys um, tuning in. But the point is not just to fill our time with more stuff to listen to. It's to kind of go, how do we keep growing and adjusting and be more effective in the and, and this isn't a pressure to say everyone has to be an evangelist. No. Everyone should go out on the streets and talk to people about Jesus every 
But there's something of just being aware of the importance of the gospel that as we have opportunities yeah. to bring in the fact that people can be restored to relationship with God. And that's the root yeah. cause of the majority of the problems in the world. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad government. We can get focused on the government. Wow. Yep. But the kingdom yep. advanced under every form of government in history. Yeah, it's very true. And so I, I've been shocked at uh, some place. I'm from the States originally. You can tell by my accent. But how many pastors get focused on the gospel of personal freedom? Wow. Our freedoms are being curtailed. We need to stand up for our freedoms. As someone said to me the other day, but you know, if we don't, then it will hinder the, the, the advancement of the kingdom. I said, no, it won't. It never has in history. It's true. The first 250 years of church history the church was under constant persecution. People dying. Yeah, they were burning Christians at the stake to light the streets. Yeah, exactly. Cutting their heads off, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yet that, that kingdom advanced to all the known world at that time. Western yeah. world, obviously yeah. not the Eastern world, but Western world yeah. in that period in the face of persecution. So personal freedom is not the key to the advancement of the kingdom. Yeah, wow. It's the key to our comfort. Yeah. You know, but when we get focused on that, what happens is that we get away from the gospel and we get into a different gospel, which Paul said, yeah. you know, don't ever do that. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. And we get, you know, when we get focused, I, I actually think that we've missed one of the biggest ploys of the enemy, which is comfort. Yeah. Um, and we've touched on this in, in mm-hmm. previous podcasts, but I think one of the, the biggest ploys of the enemy to, to, to limit the effectiveness of the church and of believers is personal comfort. Um, and personal freedom is born out of a desire for personal comfort. Yeah. It's a ploy of the enemy. You know, I mean, you look at the most effective missionaries, you know, of history, if we study history, they all laid down their comfort. You know, a lot of them went and didn't come back, you know, and they were killed and, you know, it was not easy going, but they saw huge results. And you look at, you know, even some of the, the persecuted places in the world right now that are under governments that we would say are, you know, are, are not good at best and evil, you know, evil at worst. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to get pulled off of our podcast. So we won't say specific ones, but you guys can, can imagine for yourself. And the church is thriving and the kingdom's advancing. You know, it might not look like the church that we think. It might not be 5,000 people in a room with lights and a band. But the, ch- the church that represents Jesus and is seeing people radically saved and healed and set free, you know, where most pastors have spent you know, three years in prison, you know, three to 10 years in prison, the church is advancing. Yeah. So, yeah. I think add to that, I think that uh, many of, in the Western church have separated the gospel and the supernatural. Wow. So Mark tells us that preach the gospel to all nations. Yeah. And they did. And the Lord confirmed the word, the gospel. Yeah. With signs and wonders. Very good. And too often we want the signs and wonders without preaching the gospel. Yeah. And so we get focused on that and we make make a gospel out of the signs and wonders. I heard someone talking about they were called to preach the gospel of healing, which sounds wonderful, but it's not the gospel. It's true. The gospel is being restored to God through Jesus. Healing is one of the things that God uses to confirm that. We need to bring yeah. those back together. People often ask me, why do we so many see so many people in third world climates? Uh, we see more miracles take place. I say, because there we're preaching the gospel. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, 
And they don't have personal comfort. Yeah. Well, so. too often we're pursuing the supernatural from a personal comfort yeah. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I'm already saved, but I don't want to yeah. actually have to face any difficulties as well. So God just heal me of everything. Yeah. So you, you've... Uh, I, I, I'm not saying God doesn't love. heal. That, I'm just saying oh, yeah. we, we need to bring the two back together. Well, and, and, and healing is often... Yeah, I mean, you know, God demonstrates who he is in his love for people you know, by healing him so that we can preach the gospel. Or people are healed... You know, as a result of receiving the gospel. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, ultimately it's the spiritual healing that takes place in restoration, but there's also, you know, physical healing, but that's a whole different podcast and we, you know, we, we might, <laughs> we might unpack that at a different time. Um, but, um, you know, in this whole thing of the church that Jesus is building, you guys have, have planted a, a church four years ago. It's a great church. And I, yeah, I, I wish that you guys that are listening could, could have a, you know, um, a, a Sunday snapshot of, Redemption Hills Church in Tassie and a Sunday snapshot of Melbourne Lights because stylistically we're very very different. Um, you, yeah, you kind of you get a picture of whatever your church looks like and you think every other church looks like that. Um, yeah, we're different churches, different people, different demographics, different ages, but it, it's a really healthy church. But in talking about this stuff of you know what does the church that Jesus is building look like, and I think that your church uh, does look like this, and you guys do do a good job of representing this. What are some of the challenges that you face? Because we're in a Western com- comfort-driven culture. And so, you know, this is often this sort of stuff of, you know, being Jesus-focused and gospel-focused and word and spirit and, you know, laying down our personal comforts is an affront to people's comfort <laughs> and yeah. people's culture. So, you know, what are some of the challenges you face in seeing a church established? You're trying to establish a church that looks like this in the context that you guys are in. Yeah, I'm going to kind of answer that around about a little bit because I want to say this in, in that is one of the biggest challenges I face is just realizing that I have to trust the Holy Spirit. Very good. In people. We get people <coughs> from a lot of different backgrounds. Yeah. People who, who've gotten saved, who know nothing. People who've been 20 years in a certain type of church that had no expression of the Spirit. Or people yeah, wow. who've been you know, 20 years in a totally Pentecostal church that don't really have an understanding of the word. Wow. And so trying to bring all that together, uh, I have to constantly be reminded that it's the Holy Spirit who brings revelation. And that Very good. we can keep doing it, but it's not on me to, to try and bring all this together. It's actually on God. And he's so good at that, uh, that, you know... People want to grow, and the Holy Spirit leads them. Yeah, and so it's not on me to make people grow, or to get frustrated if they're going slower than I think they should. Very good. Uh, but it's just constantly keeping focus on the same thing and trusting the Holy Spirit. We do have to repeat a lot because we get new people coming from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a constant uh, challenge to yeah. not think that people already know. We started preaching very early on the word that God had given us about uh, breathing life to dry bones, uh, which we'd had prophetically from a number of churches. And I preached a series on that. And a year later, I thought, okay, been there, done that. We'll get on to something else. And the Holy Spirit says, no, do this. Well, I realized that we got a whole new group of people that he's wanting. Yeah, yeah very and good. And so I keep wanting to move on. Yeah. And I have to go back and and reiterate so you know we we have set up some classes in in our church that people can get into we one of our uh, 
elder couples do a class called Activate, which is about the manifestations of the Spirit. And so we constantly have people coming. And so rather than having to start over and preach on the Holy yeah. Spirit, though we do that regularly, we we have actually have a, a means where they can get equipped. That's awesome. Oh, that. that's a, yeah, that, that's a great handle and how you know, how to overcome some of those challenges as well. And it's, it's good for for you know for all of us to hear for you know for saying we want to be disciples who make disciples we want to help people in this we're you know discipling people into something to to hear that you know trust the work of the spirit in them pray for them yeah. because it takes time sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's long i think that that emphasis <coughs> that you have of <clears throat> of discipling is such key because it's actually the everyone being a kingdom of priests yeah yeah. If everyone is doing that, then when the Holy Spirit adds hundreds of people at a time, yep. everybody can disciple. It doesn't become a, a pastor-led program. It yeah. becomes a kingdom of priest-led program. So if everyone's discipling in your church, yeah. three people, he could add 600 people at a time. Yeah. And so, and so, yeah. boom. And they're already getting discipled. Well, then you've got 600 or 800 then that yep. are disciples. He can add two yep. and a half thousand. Yeah. And they can, can be disciples. But if you trust in, a, you know, yeah. a, a pastor or a class or, you know, we have a discipleship class. Yeah. You know, so, it, yeah, ho- hopefully we be- become more and more like that. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's awesome. Um maybe different topic but it might might be the same um, what do you what's something you're excited for this year uh yeah <laughs> it could be anything it doesn't have to be be church based no I actually to be honest I actually think that that we're entering a season or, or actually in a season of just incredible kingdom advancement I think we're seeing a, a season of peop, the things people have trusted and have been shaken yep and that if we have a kingdom of priests who are preaching the gospel, I actually think we're going to see hundreds of thousands of people say, we're believing for 10,000 people this year in our city. Wow. We do have a Will Graham celebration uh, taking place. Amazing. We have an incredible degree of unity amongst the churches in the city, people praying. Uh, they have a, a three-week class on training people. It's called Christian Life of Witness. It's basically how to share the gospel, and follow up on people. We have 650 people in churches across Launceston preparing for that, Uh, which I think is just, again, it's not the the celebration, which is in May, as wonderful as that is, but it's the wave of that continuing. And so we expect to see some thousands of people get saved in that, but we expect to see between then and the end of the year tens of thousands. That's amazing. Get saved. And, and the other pastors believe in for the same thing. So I'm incredibly excited about that. There's a whole lot of things that come with that. Uh, you know, we've talked about that with some of the pastors in our city. And that if we had 10,000 people saved, every church would outgrow its building. That's good, and the that's problem, a good problem is that we didn't have to multiply yeah. churches. Yeah. But another 10,000, we would have used up every single facility in the city. <laughs> That's awesome. What do we do then? Yeah. You know, then we need everybody shepherding people in their home. Yeah. 
you know? So, I mean, we're ready for the next pandemic <laughs> if we're preparing that way because that's yeah. exactly... Yeah, yeah, it's true. Exactly, exactly. It's amazing. So, uh, so, so we do have an excitement that way. Yeah, that's very good. Is that, so that's this May, May 2022? Yes, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay. May 27, 28, and 29 in Launceston. Excellent. Excellent. And in Hobart. Uh, yep. The, the northern part of Tasmania has got a tremendous year. The, the southern part, Hobart, is struggling a little bit, but they're coming together. Yep. They just were a little bit behind, and so it's the, we're expecting, again, a huge impact on the whole state. Yeah. Well, uh, friends, something we can be praying for. Um, you know, if you're listening to this, put that date in your, in your diaries. Let's be praying leading up to it and partnering to see the kingdom advance. But, you know, also if, if, you, uh, if you're stirred and you want to go down there, um, book a ticket, fly down and be part of the, you know, the celebrations with, with Will Graham and, uh, and get down and support it. You're welcome to come, but if you come, bring somebody who's unsafe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, bring we, we, a made, friend. we made a big deal. We're telling people you're welcome to come, but we don't want a auditorium full of Christians. Very good. Because well, the biggest auditorium in Launceston inside is the silver dome. It only sits 5,000 people. So in three nights, we have a total of 15,000 people. We don't want 15,000 Christians. Yeah. We want, yeah. We want yeah. everyone who comes. So we're encouraging yeah, people to come. But if you come, bring someone who's unsafe. So Very let me encourage you. <laughs> we would love for you to come. Very good. And if you know anyone in, in Tasmania, fly down there and invite them and, and then bring them, them bring them along. And then, uh, then we know a really good church that they can get plugged into yeah. and discipled uh, and afterwards. And there'll be a people that follow them up. One of the things that is wonderful about the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, they're really, really keen on follow-up. Yeah. And discipleship. Great. Yeah. And they literally, they get everyone's contact. If they've come with someone who's part of a church, then they encourage that church to follow them up. Yeah, for sure. If, they, if there isn't a church connection, they give it to a church. They give that church two weeks. If you haven't contacted them, we'll take it back and give it to someone else. They're <laughs> absolutely that. committed. Yeah, yeah. To see people get disciples. So <laughs> that's what we, we just had a Compassion Sunday at Melvin Lights um, a couple of weeks ago, and they do the same thing. We have a whole bunch of child profile cards, and we said to people, take them. But if you don't sign up to sp- actually sponsor them within two weeks, bring them back so that somebody else can take them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we only have, have four left, and the, you know, there's obviously more kids, but we don't want we don't want people taking you know child uh, sponsorship cards home and putting them in that drawer and you know this kid's stuck in a drawer for the next year <laughs> you know, we, want, we want to see him actually sponsored we want to see him actually followed exactly. up after something so uh, that's amazing um is there anything anything you want to add add there that you're feeling prophetically for us or um you want to challenge us with open slather i think uh again matt and i were talking just briefly this afternoon that, you know just what what is god doing and i think uh an in gathering of unbelievers is it but also multiple multiplying yeah very good and i think that you know the the churches that people can gather together but still be connected uh is god's heart yeah and we're seeing that happen uh uh, around the world Uh, a lot of the the big big churches aren't seeing people return after COVID. yeah because they weren't really connected uh, and so I think that, that there is, in this in-gathering, there has to be a multiplying. Uh, we say in our church, and, and I know that Matt's heart is the same, we're not trying to grow a church. It's true. Uh, we're trying to see the kingdom multiplied. And yeah. So 
our goal isn't a church of thousands. Our go- I would rather have uh, 20 churches of 500 than a church of 10,000. I was just trying to do the math, and yeah, it was good math. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I was like, wait, 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 yeah, that's yeah, 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 that, that, that actually added up. <laughs> yeah. Because then, then people are, can still connect. Yeah. Uh, but there's something of this energy as we gather together in worship. Yeah. That we're seeing, you know, people who have been unable to do that are just, the thing that they miss is being able to gather. There's something of the synergy when the church comes together and worships Jesus together and the, the gifts are released and yeah. the equipping takes place. Very good. That you can watch or hear even a, a podcast like this. Yep, very good. Which is, which is wonderful, but that's why it's extra. Yeah. You know, it's a midweek extra because yeah. it's the gathering together that there's something and we're realizing that, that we miss that. So those churches that can do that and then multiplying that into every very good city, every town, every every place, so that, that we have those churches. So yeah, I think with the in gathering and the multiplying. Yeah. So I think God's raising up uh, a whole nother uh group of leaders. Very good. Uh, not just leaders within mega churches, leaders to actually lead churches. Yeah. I think we're going to see literally uh, thousands and thousands of churches planted Very over good. the next, uh, I think, five years max. Yeah, wow. Uh, and so that that has to be part of our focus in our training and equipping. That's awesome. It's so good. Um, can As we finish, can you pray for us, those that are listening? You know, that we would be the church that Jesus yeah. is building and that we'd see this multiplication. Because, I mean, you know, if we're going to see thousands of churches planted, we need to see thousands of people saying yes yeah. to Jesus and, and, you know, and stepping up and following him. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do. We just thank you that, uh, thank you that you're on the move. Uh, and it's not us. Lord, this mm. doesn't come down to us and resting on our shoulders to make something happen. But it's simply getting in step with you, and this is what you're doing. Yeah, you're you. actually uh, have this wonderful plan, and your strategy for accomplishing it was to fill us with your spirit. Yeah, thank you. And so Lord, I just pray yeah. for a fresh infilling and anointing and surrendering to the spirit of God in the church, in the people who listen to this in uh, Melbourne Lights Church and Redemption Hills Church, but in every church. Yeah. Uh, a refocus, those who have it on Jesus, but a refilling of the Spirit. Lord, you never intended us to be able to do kingdom ministry without you. Mm. You never intended us to know enough or learn enough or be trained enough that we could do it without the leading of your Spirit. Mm. And so, Lord, even as we talk about what we're sensing you're doing in an in-gathering of thousands of people and a multiplying of churches, that doesn't rest on us. We don't call people to plant churches, you do. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Uh, Lord, we can partner with you. But even the, the circles of the people that we come in contact with. Uh, one of the things I learned last week was a guy who prays, uh, God, open doors for the gospel. That's right. Open people's hearts <clears throat> and open my mouth. Wow. Three things. Uh, Lord, that's my prayer for all of us. Yeah. You open doors. Make it very clear who you're pursuing. Father, open hearts so that people are receptive and then yeah. open our mouths to share the good news. The result's not up to us. We might be planting. We might be watering. 
you give the increase. Yeah, very good. And so, Lord, we just uh, we, we rest in the wonderful uh, peace and excitement of just knowing you, but also the privilege of partnering with you for what you're doing. Uh, all the great things. Uh, Father, for Melbourne Lights Church, for people that you're adding, but for their impact. Uh, not their name, but your name. That mm. Jesus' name is exalted. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Fill us again and new and afresh. Thank you, Lord. As you did at Pentecost, you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Yeah. Well, we focus yeah. on the power, and we often have separated from the witnesses. But we say, make us witnesses once again in this season. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's awesome. Thank you for giving us your time and, and uh, not just being here, but also coming on the podcast. And um, let me encourage you, if you're listening, we, we say this often on our midweeks. Um, if you are in the Launceston area in Tasmania and you don't have a local church, um, go check out Redemption Hills Church. Um, go go along. They got a website. Uh, I don't know where the website is, but Google Redemption Hills Church. Um, if you're in Melbourne and you're not in a local church, come to Melbourne Life Church. Come check us out. We'd love to meet you in person. Let us know you listen to the podcast because uh, it's kind of cool to know when people listen and show up. Um, and yeah, otherwise, uh, make sure you subscribe. If you want any more information, you can um, subscribe to our newsletter, Melbourne Lights Church's newsletter from our website. Go to melbournelightschurch.com.au and subscribe. And uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to see the kingdom continuing to advance. So thanks again for coming on. Guys, be blessed. Have an amazing week. And uh, hopefully we'll have you tuning in next week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's message. If you have any questions or would like more information, please contact us at melbournelightschurch.com.au.